All right. Welcome back, guys. It's the Crunchy Bits. I'm Kylie. And I'm Miss Moxie. And we are finally back. Thank you guys for your patience. Um, this is something Craig, uh, Mrs. Moxie <laughs> and I'm really it, excited together. about. I know. It's so hard for me to like do it when you're it, not in drag, though. It also doesn't help that You just need to put like, a wig on. You I know, right? The facial hair, but just wear the wig. Right. It also doesn't help that I have a coffee mug that literally says Craig on it. So yeah, <laughs> there's so that, too. Yeah, I'm sitting there reading the name Craig, but then I'm like, oh, Mrs. Exactly. Merxy. Exactly. Um, so anyways, this is Moxie and I were, we did some evaluating. We like our podcast. We think we're pretty cool, but we were also like, okay, we got to figure out how to streamline this a little better, but also we want to enjoy the three months of summer. We actually get in Minnesota as miserable as they kind of were this year. <laughs> like it was so hot. Sweating my ass off. For real. Um, but yeah, but, so we yeah, took a before hiatus. We... we have our ducks in a row, I hope. I think. Hopefully. Sometimes I still think mine are squirrels and they're at a rave on Red Bull. <laughs> That's very true. It's literally how I feel right. about my life. But yes. since we are gearing up and starting a new episode, welcome back. This one is about personality. You know, personality is a big range of emotions and everything. And I think it plays a key factor in how people are to work with, to be friends with, to actually be a boss to. Like once you learn that about, I think this is going to be a kind of a cool episode to learn about each other and what me and you are alike, because we've worked together and we know how that went. <laughs> yep. And I think now learning about personalities and trying to take these tests and questionnaires to discuss for this podcast episode, I think it's going to be really interesting. My mic was dipping. My boobs were going to talk to you. Sorry. <laughs> Just like I hate it when it down. goes down. I like it hard and up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways, personalities. Um, and I think another reason we like talking about this is I think something that you and I have in common is we both like we really want to be like self-aware. We don't ever want like people to think of us as like that guy or that girl in a group of people because we're like we just want to be conscious of what's going on around us so a lot about personalities and like personality tests which can be super super fun and super interesting because I think we just are on a journey figure out who we are and where we fit into the world and how to like relate to people because we're both people lovers Oh, totally. Also, as a disclaimer, because you can hear it right now, I have three dogs and I have hardwood floors. So if you hear their nails on the floor, I'm sorry about that. We'll try to edit that out, but just fair warning. If you hear this throughout our podcast. Yeah, exactly. There you go. But I think that's a key thing. You hit the nail on the head to really find out what makes people tick. And it gives an answer to that one coworker that you're like, I can't stand her. Well, it's because she's an A or because she's a, you know, with yeah. all that, you, you find out about their personality with these questionnaires. So yeah, I'm excited. And something we've talked about in the past too, is just like finding empathy for people and how to like, you know, cause you don't, you don't want to dislike that coworker, 
but sometimes you're just like, I, do, I don't understand how they think. And right. I just have a really hard time figuring out why they are doing X, Y, Z. So then you get really mad about it. <laughs> and then you focus on it. And then you're like, Ugh, I don't need to be this upset. <clears throat> but then if you know, like they're an Enneagram four or they're, you know, a Libra it kind of just gives a little perspective into their life. Like, oh, they do this because this is kind of the way their thought process works. And I don't think like that. So now I'm not mad about it. I just adapt what I'm doing to fit the situation. Correct. And that's how we create empathy and teamwork. Correct. Great. Um, so what one do you want to start with first? I think we should really talk about, because we all know I'm the sage and Palo Santo and my crystals and everything. I think we should talk about our signs. I think that is a huge thing yeah. with friendships and families and people in general. When you find out they're a Leo, that explains a lot. Or, sorry, <laughs> I am a Leo, everybody. Welcome. And welcome. like Leo to the nth degree, a yes. Leo sun and a Leo moon. So like, I'm on the cusp. Leo. I am on the cusp of a Leo Virgo. But, anyways, I am a Leo Leo. So, sorry. Yeah, we were, so we were looking at them earlier and we just, we briefly brought up, I was like, technically, I think you're a Leo Virgo. However, you I'm sound like, like not- a Leo Leo. And it's like off by like an hour. There's like an yeah. hour of time difference between it. So, when like, you calculate oh. it, yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. So it was like, we should probably just go with that because while you do have some characteristics of a Leo, Virgo, Virgo yep. I think the Leo Leo makes sense. The first thing that pops up when I'm looking at it is capable of amazing self-control. The Leo sun, Leo moon personality will show great leadership and vision, although this might become apparent later in life. And I would agree with that. I mean, like mm-hmm. we're still only 30 slash 31. Um, happy birthday, belated birthday. We don't talk about who's 31, forever 29. (laughs) Forever 29. Gross. I'm so excited to be in my thirties. I don't even care what you say. I know. I actually love it. it. But I feel like this is the time where you're really starting to like shine and bloom. And I think you're starting to like recognize, oh, dang, these are some things that I'm really good at. Like, let's go into it. For sure. I think. The self-control becomes apparent. I think that's just something you learn more in your 30s anyways in general. But yeah, I think you have a, a lot of life left to live, pal. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, amen to that. So we've already discussed that I'm a Leo Leo to the nth degree. Let's talk about you. Mm, not yet. I have some questions for you first. Sorry. Nice try. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> So, I mean, all this attention is on me. It's fine. It's fine. Typical Leo. About, yeah, exactly. Something you're going to learn about me is I am a research nerd. And I'm telling this to the audience, not to you, Mrs. Moxie, because you know that about me. I know that about you very um, well. So I want to just, I'm going to go through some of like your descriptors in a nutshell. And I want you to tell me what you relate the most to, what you don't relate to, et cetera, okay. et cetera. So some of the positives we have are noble, friendly, and self-controlled. I feel like those are all pretty accurate. Noble with a crack and probably a slightly tilted tiara. Yeah, 
I mean, but <laughs> there's a little weakness in that. I mean, but for the most, no one can look like anything. Yeah, but it just means like you try to do what's right. I do for people, and I think to a fault. Like, I think with being noble, sometimes it's a detriment in, in a way too, you know. But otherwise, I do agree with pretty much everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the negatives are authoritarian, impulsive, and ruthless. And I think what's important to recognize here is when they talk about like the positives or the negatives. Yeah. Those definitely refer to like what you act like when you're in a healthy place and what you act like when you're in an unhealthy place. So like, I wouldn't say that you're authoritarian. No, I definitely say you're impulsive, (laughs) but like a determined impulsive, like you'll be like, Oh, I'm going to paint the entire house today. And you're like, but why? I don't know. I just feel like it. Okay. Literally the story of my life. I almost was going to paint the brick on my house this week. (laughs) And then I talked myself out of it because I'm like, no, it's fall. Wait one more year, you know? Yeah. I yeah. To- literally impulsive. But otherwise, I think that makes sense. Authoritarian, I feel like, do you think you could relate to that as far as like, do you feel like you get a little irritative when you're like I frustrated think, or stressed in life? I think working at a horseshit restaurant with your best friend and taking in your authority too far. Yes. <laughs> Not that I'm having flashbacks or anything. Not that I'm having flashbacks or anything. I just remember like when you work for a company, sorry, this is like a little side moment. Um, When you work for a company and you have so many ideas and you're trying to be an influencer and trying to lead more by example or trying to fix things to make your job and your coworkers job easier, but yet they don't give you the tools. It gets frustrating. And sometimes your authority comes across as just being downright mean rather than being constructive. So yeah, I could relate to that. (laughs) Yeah. It depends on the situations. Definitely. Oh, for sure. Like I would say that that is something that you would maybe revert to in unhealthy life, but I, I wouldn't say that that is like how you are. Correct. But that makes sense. That's what the negatives are about is like learning how you are in stress. Um, it says your perfect partner is someone who will complete your word world in every sense. I would say Ryan does that. I think so. I think you guys are like very I mean he's on his way to get me opposite in a yeah. compatible way. I mean he knows me so well that he literally got up and is going to get caramel rolls and coffee for this podcast. So yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. That's great. Yeah. Um and then it says the piece of advice for a Leo Sun Leo Moon they should include spiritual goals in their lives not only material ones and I know you have something to say about that so hit me spiritual is an understatement you know me I think over the past couple years it's definitely become more prevalent than anything with my spirituality to connect and really ground myself and really focus and center on that so I definitely think that's a huge role in your life and your personality is to ground and center and be spiritual with oneself. Yeah. And I think like, we're not going to get into it because we're going to do a whole episode about this. Right. But just like you talked very heavily about like, I was pouring so much into like 
my life here and not taking care of the spiritual side and like looking into like rest and relaxation in a way that's productive because I think people like us that are just like go-getters we forget to rest or we don't realize that there are things there are active things that you can do that qualifies rest but until you take the time to like sit with it correct you don't find it so I was just like once I read that advice I was like "Ooh, that's good and the advice for mine is really good too I just feel like it really hits the nail on the head as far as. Oh, totally. And that's, I think, the beauty of taking these personality questions. And if you people ever want to, there are some great links out there for you to try this to see what you're at. Because, I mean, I'm 31, you're 30. How many times have we taken a personality test? I've maybe have done it twice in my life. Oh, I do it all the time. I'm one of those. But that's you. But that's a you thing. Yeah. That's a you thing because, okay, what is your sign? Let's just be vocal about this right now. I am a Libra, Gem- Libra Gemini. Libra okay. Gemini. Okay. Typical. Okay. That answers my question right there. Whereas a Leo, oh, found the answer. Moving on. Got to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah typical. It, yeah. It totally makes sense. Um. So what do you, okay. I'll be honest. I think like as far as daily horoscopes go, you could like literally read any of them and they could apply to your life. Um, that is a true statement. That is a very true I statement. I think that like if our bodies are made up of whatever, 99% water, whatever the stat is, I know it's high. I don't know what it is, but I feel like there's, there could be something that happens in the creation of your body and like where the moon is positioned, blah, blah, blah. And that affects like how you're made. I know there's like not a lot of like, technical scientific proof for it but I think there's something to it and I think what like horoscopes do is maybe they like you know if they're like you're gonna get lucky in the area of whatever in your life today Sex. <laughs> I was waiting for it yes. I said it and I was like "Ooh, I know what's gonna be she said, said lucky I know I'm really bad at that I walk into dirty jokes all the time I know I pretty much shot myself ahead of time it's the worst nope. but anyways um, but I think those just kind of like are points of like reflection being like, oh, maybe I should look for like the positive thing in my day and self-awareness like, you should too. Be aware of, you should be aware of someone trying to get you to be more social than you want to be today. And I'm like, oh, well, I, since I go to like five different places every day before going home. Yeah. Maybe that's just like a good reminder to go home and rest or relax or whatever. So I, I just think that I find horoscopes like fun and interesting. And let's be honest, working at a restaurant, there's nothing better than reading everyone's horoscope for the day. And like uh, people jazzed up for being a five-star day and then be like, ooh, sucks to suck when you have a one-star day. Literally. Yes. That's so fun. I, I agree. That. It's one of my favorite pastimes at restaurants <clears throat> is reading horoscopes together. Yes. But yeah. Um. So now that we've talked a little bit about our signs and everything, now we know more so why we are, our personalities the way they are. Um, I think what also ties into that is your dispersonality or your Enneagram. Did I say that right? Because I'm dyslexic. Enneagram. Enneagram. Thank you. Yeah, you were really Um, close. (laughs) Don't mind me. So, and I think those are something to take in consideration because you shouldn't just be categorized as 
a sign like typical Leo or, you know, typical Gemini. It also portrays to the, the disc and those other um, personality things also take a factor, especially in your work life and your home life, because you can see where your strengths and weaknesses are again from a different aspect. So should we talk about the disc? Yeah, we can talk about the disc. And why it's important to know this, especially in a work environment, I think. Yeah, it's a good workplace one. Um, so what I was kind of reading about it is the disc for different areas of your life. Dominance, influence, steadiness, and compliance. So D-I-S-C. Um, dominance is how you deal with problems. Influence is how you deal with people. Steadiness is kind of like your temperament throughout the whole thing. And compliance is how you approach activity. You don't really get the compliance one. It's also a little bit about responsibilities too, you know? Yeah. Your compliance. That's how you like organize your activity. Correct. Procedures and responsibilities. And I think that, I think we both scored pretty low in compliance, but I think we're both like, but I think it's because we're, we understand like teamwork and we're like after working in the industry we worked in together at the end of the day it doesn't matter like how the side work gets done as long it as just it needs to done. get done you Correct. and I try to be as efficient as possible when we do it but like I don't as long as everything is cleaned at the end of the night I don't care how it gets cleaned it just better be clean Correct. <laughs> I think we both have like a good healthy outlook on that aspect oh for sure Definitely. Um, so let's move backwards. So that was compliance. Steadiness describes your temperament, like patient, persistence, thoughtfulness. We both also scored relatively low. On this. Yeah. Um, with that, I mean, I scored an 18 and it's kind of interesting. Um, hold on. Can we take, we're going to take a brief pause because Ryan's pulling in and it's going to get really loud in my house. Good call. We'll come in a minute, guys. Okay, we're back. Um, We back, we back. We had to take a quick break because Craig's dogs are insane. And his husband was, uh, Mrs. Moxie's husband was getting home. As I see you drinking from your Craig mug. Gosh, dang it. I'm trying. Um, Anyways, steadiness in the DISC test. Um, so a little description here. Steadiness. Um, enjoy stretching yourself intellectually and physically. Get restless and bored when involved in routine and repetitive work activities and need change and variety in your work and non-work life. I think we both need the last one. <laughs> we Alan. need change and variety in our work and non-work life, which is why I love my industry so much. But I think we've also learned, like, it's good to just kind of, like, enjoy where you're at anyways. And, like, if you are getting restless and bored, I think we're also the kind of person where, like, we don't waste time getting annoyed with it. We just, like, change our situation and we just go do whatever else we want to do. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. So there's that one. Um, Continuing on into I, Influence. That's about how you deal with people. And I think. (laughs) How do we deal with people? 
So my percentage on influence is 39%. Yours is 34. On, on influence. I am actually a 30. You're a 30. Um, so influence, they talk about, um, you like to sweep people along with your enthusiasm and optimism. You enjoy persuading people to do something rather than simply telling them or asking them to do it. And I think where my percentage is higher than yours is because I think I'm more into like trying to get people to come along and have like a good attitude about it. And you're just more blunt because I'm really bad at being blunt. Yes. But like, you're not, you're not typical Leo being blunt. Typical Leo. You're not like, I don't think you're, I think you do it in a way that leads people. Well, you're just going to be like, Hey, can you do that? Or like, will you do that for me? Like, will you clean that? And I'll be like, yeah. Whereas I'm like, we should probably clean something. And you're like, no, we will clean something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I try to like get people to come along and enjoy the ride. And you're just like, well, we have to do it. So just do it. Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I can do it. Sorry. There is swearing in this podcast. (laughs) FYI. There is. There is. There will be. Hide your children. Yeah. Hide your kids. (laughs) Um, and the last one is dominance, how you deal with problems, um, goal orientated and motivated to achieve goals through cooperation with others. They're resourceful, aim high and want authority, self-sufficient and individualistic, enjoy competition and the challenge and tend to be direct and positive with people. So I would say, so that's my second biggest one. That is my biggest one. And I think I'm really big into like influence doing it. Yeah. I like the influence one because I think, or I relate more to influence because of Mm -hmm. like the, just getting along with people and going along with the flow. Um, I'm self-dominant individualistic, right? but I'm not, I'm not direct. Whereas I'm, I'm a control freak. So hence the reason why I'm dominance. Yeah. But that's good. Type A, and type I A control freak. That's funny. But I think it's good because it just kind of, once you things, you're like, oh, this is how I work with people. And I think I think I share my opinion more in, than I do in like, personal life. I would say that these apply more to my life as a whole. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I was just taking it from the perspective of work life, I think my dominance would be a little bit higher just because... Correct. I feel, I feel like I do a good job in my field. And so I just want other people to like be successful. And if I have some tricks as to like how to be more efficient, I want to like share them so that people feel like they can be better too. Correct. But then I just need to be careful about how I express it as my. And I have a very strong inner motivation to influence people and with circumstances in general, I should say. And I also like to thrive on you know, competitive situations and challenging assignments because it, I I can go with the flow, but I like this type of environment as well. Like, that's just what I thrive on. For sure. Like, For when sure. people give me a challenge, I'm like, okay, let's try this. Yeah, don't challenge me because I will rise to it, whether it's healthy for me or not. Exactly. I will complete every unhealthy challenge that exists. Exactly. And I will regret it later. Like it's- yep the worst it's the totally i need to figure it out sometimes we just need to be like kylie calm perk down it's fine totally it's fine everything's fine everything's fine it's fine 
Yeah. So, anyways, I think that's about. Is there anything else you want to add to this? I think I that just think coming from a work environment, especially like we've talked about, to know these types of situations, like whether you're dominance or an influence or a steadiness or a compliance, I think that's awesome to know because as coworkers or your boss, like you can learn how to work with them better knowing what type they are. Like, I remember working with you and knowing you're more of an influence and I'm more of a dominance, like it actually answers some missing keys to how we work together. Totally. And why we ended up crying in that freaking <laughs> office. Yeah. But it's yeah. because of this, our work types. So yeah. if anybody takes this questionnaire, you'll learn how to work with people. So I think it's an awesome tool to use in the future. And I think the other thing that's cool, one of my friends um, who runs a few organizations, he talks about this a lot, just like being appreciative of people who have different strengths than you. Like if there are people <clears throat> in your place of work that score really high in steadiness or compliance, like if they're not dominance or influence, that means they're weak. Like that's not true because you need the whole picture Correct. to work for that team to like be the most productive it can be. And it's not to say that you shouldn't work on like your weaknesses a little bit. You know, there's certain areas of life that like we all just need to improve a little on. You don't have to be oh, like, totally. you don't have to devote all of your time to the worst part of yourself, Correct. but you do need to be self-aware enough that like, okay, I need to like improve on this enough to be functional and be like a willing, like a participant in society or my workplace or very much whatever. so. So it's good to know what those things are because then you just, I think you just like appreciate, like there are people who bring like steadiness. I think of like Jen at Bonfire. Like she Wait. would just like, she would just full Jen. Our Jen? Jennifer. Yeah. Okay. Jennifer. Jen, okay. Jen. I didn't because there's the other Jenny Jen from the block. Remember, <laughs> we Jenny had so in the many Jeep. Gens. We Jenny yeah, in the Jeep. Jenny in the Jeep. Because we had so many Jens at work that this one had to be Jenny, and she was like, "I freaking hate Jenny. Had... I hate it so much." And we're like, "Sorry, it's the only." Because we had we at the time she was Jen F, Jen B, and then we had Jen C, and then didn't we have one more? We had well, four. Jen, Jen B was Jen F because it was freeze at the time. Remember. So oh, it, it would have been two, yeah, it would have been two Gen Fs. So then they had to do Jenny F. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So anyways. Oh, anyways. Um, but Jenny would, uh, Jenny, Jenny from the block, Jenny from the Jeep. Jenny from the we Jeep. We call her Jennifer. Sometimes Jen, usually Jennifer. But Jennifer. Don't call her Jenny. She gets pissed. Yeah, she hates it. Don't call her Jenny. Um, but Jennifer was just like that steady Eddie rock one. person yeah she like just and she i one. think of her as being like the perfect like you'd be like all right guys this is what we got to get done she'd be like all right sounds good and she just like go do it and mm -hmm. wouldn't like fight you on it wouldn't be upset about it but also like you could always count on her It'll just like take care of her own stuff you never had to like go check on her for anything correct she's just like the steady eddy constant in the team for the night so that was like, I just think of like, that's why we all made a good team together. Cause I could be like freaking out and I'd be like, Oh my God, I can't do this. I can't do this table. And she'd be like, Oh, I can do it. You're like, you're not freaking out either. She's like, nah, I'm good. I'm like, but then right, there's other yours. times where she's like, I can't take anymore. <laughs> and you wouldn't know because she's just like chilling. Yeah. 
And she's just like, well, I can't take any more tables. I'm like, and you're not freaking out about it? She's like, no. I'm like, all right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, funny. so funny. But anyway, so that that's my last bit on teamwork and appreciating mm-hmm. the strengths that are different than yours around you because that's important. Now, let's go to the last quiz that we took together because this my was favorite. interesting. This is interesting to me how we both have the same thing. Yes, and I'm going to talk all about it because I'm an Enneagram nerd. All right, take it away, Miss Callie. So the Enneagram, the kind of idea behind it is that it talks about like a missed childhood message. And by childhood, I mean just like it could have been a comment about like growing up. It doesn't have to mean like some tragic event happened in your childhood. It can mean that, but it could just also be like, you happen to get like the same message repeated or you see something is the same message being repeated throughout like years and then this is like how it shapes you into who you are so um the cool thing about it is it talks about like it's very detailed in your re- like where you go when you're growing and where you go when you're stressed and i think i like that because you can kind of if you kind of know that about yourself you can stop yourself. I'm going to pause. It Sorry. Bad. It's super noisy with him unloading the groceries. Hold on. Okay. So it's kind of cool because they like break it down into like almost like 10 different levels of like regression, like how you slowly move into like being unhealthy. So like you can kind of call yourself out. You can be like, oh, I'm starting to do this. This isn't healthy. This means that I'm frustrated about something. And then you can sit with it, do what you need to do to like process whatever you're processing and move on so anyways um we sometimes the this sometimes this is just me speaking um these tests that we've took are very eye-opening and almost like makes you aware of your not i don't want to say flaws but in a way your flaw yeah and that's kind of the idea is like behind the whole episode is to show your strengths and your weaknesses as far as your personality goes because some people aren't even aware of it so it's if you get a chance like i said just take it once in your life. Yeah. And I think it's cool because like it, um, my roommate, she got me kind of into the Enneagram and what she said before is like, you'll know if you found the right, like, um, Enneagram type for you, because like when you start to read like the bad parts of your personality or like the things you go to when you're unhealthy, you'll like cringe because you'll be like, Oh yeah, I do that. That's not good. <laughs> you know and she's like that's like that's how you know that's how you know is because you're like oh this is so relatable and with that said we didn't really touch on this earlier but I think sometimes when you're taking these tests like there's a couple Enneagram tests you can take and they give you like a couple different options of ones that you scored high on you can always like choose one depending on like what you feel like resonates with you more like I usually get pegged as a two or a seven but it's because I'm such like a go, go, go person. And I really just enjoy being around different people. And I do, I do have some traits that are similar to a seven, but when I was reading the type two, like what you do in times of stress, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's me. I'm not a seven for that reason. You can can share a lot of qualities with different. Oh yeah. But it comes down to like, what happened? Like, how do you process and how does your brain work when things aren't going well? So anyways, let's get into it. 
the helper, which is the number two. There's nine numbers on the Enneagram. Um, they are the caring and interpersonal type. They're known to be generous, um, demonstrative, people-pleasing, and possessive. Demonstrative just means, like, demonstrative. Like, yeah. Um, and then it shows, like, they go to two – they kind of head in the direction of different numbers on the Enneagram when they're stressed or growing. So when we're growing, we become more like fours who are the individualist and they're just really like emotionally in tune with like the world around them. Um, but then in stress, they become like eights, which are the challenger and the um, unhealthy qualities of eights. Like they just become really like defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so type two and brief, empathetic, sincere, and warm-hearted. They're friendly, generous, and self-sacrificing, but can also be sentimental, flattering, and people-pleasing. They're well-meaning and driven to be close to others, but can slip into doing things for others in order to be needed. They typically have problems with possessiveness and with acknowledging their own needs. At their best, they are unselfish and altruistic. They have unconditional love for others. <laughs> I know. So um, <laughs> hit the nail on the head. Yeah, exactly. To a fault? I think, yeah. And it's like, I feel like we know that about ourselves. And like, I can tell when there are times where I'm like, I don't need to be doing this. I can say no. I don't need to be needed by other people. And I think the biggest area we found that in is working in restaurants. Like we signed over our life and soul to make that place function. Oh my God. And And people just took advantage of us and we did so much. And we're just like, why are we doing this? We don't need to do this. None of this matters. Correct. And I mean, it's down to the point where I'm thinking of like a certain situation and you'll hear us talking about the restaurant life and a specific restaurant. We'll never name the name because I don't really want to like get into that. Don't Don't want to get into that. But if you know us personally, you'll know exactly which restaurant we're talking about. But, you know, I think about certain situations, like why the hell did we have mice that fell from the ceiling? Like, do you not remember that night? It was a Friday night. I definitely was not there for that night. Oh, I, I never have heard about these mice. You're lying. I caught the mice. No, the mice fell at the down by the patio, fell on table 26. Boom, right there, like unconsciously. I had to take oh. a towel, grab it, run outside, threw it in the dumpster. Sorry for those PETA lovers. Um, I was just like, it's alive. It's out there, but I didn't want it in the restaurant. And it's just like, you think about what you've done going on in your day off. I remember working Easter and it's like, I work till three 30 in the morning setting it up. And then I'm back at seven 30, bringing everybody coffee. It's like, no one ever fucking brought me coffee. Motherfuckers. Why do I help you all? Yeah. But then just like, then the people who are running it would be like, well, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you? Do yes. this? I'd be like, because you wouldn't let us close the restaurant early the night before so that we had more time to set up. So I was here for three hours after my already horrible shift. Yeah. setting this thing up and it's still not good enough and it's after just like, bruce just yelled at me yeah exactly yeah so it just was like but that's how i mean i look at that and that's a very blatantly obvious situation of um the basic fear of an enneagram is of being unwanted or unworthy of being loved Correct. and i think we both were just trying to feel like the we want people to want us to be there but like we weren't gonna get that satisfaction from no anybody at that job no and that's why we moved on yep um so their basic fear was of being unwanted unworthy being loved basic desire is to feel loved 
And then here's the interesting part. So you have like numbers one through nine. And the two numbers on either side of you are your wings. And so you have an mm-hmm. where Enneagram two, so you can either be a one wing or you can be a three wing. I feel like I am a one wing when I'm at work. That's what it says for me too, is a one wing. And I'm a three wing when I'm like at home. But overall, I would say I lean more three wing. But the one wing is known as the servant and the three wing is known as like the host or the hostess. So I love, I love throwing like a good party and I like live and for it. I, and it's just funny because like we were different in so many different categories, like as far as our signs go, as far as the disc goes. But this one, we are almost to a T because I would say I'm a three wing yeah. as well because let's be real, I love a good Halloween party and love hosting that, you know? Yeah, and I... I think you are much more like organized and you have ways that you do things in life and I'm not super organized. So I think overall it makes sense that you're a one wing because you revert to that. Cause a one is the reformer and they're generally kind of like, um, this is a really bad description, but they're kind of like your type a generally, like they just kind of, they have processes for things. They're just very efficient and they take like pride in being efficient. And the three wing is, or the three is, um, Oh shoot. What's the three called? I forget what they're called. Oh, you said hostess. But a lot of, yeah, but like the number three on the Enneagram. Oh, um, but anyways, like those are people who are kind of like a little more showy and I feel like I'm more showy or like when I'm at tables, I'm like really involved in the day. Like, I feel like I'm almost like putting on a performance, but like, it's me but I just right. want to make everything so great that I'm just like going and bending over backwards for people. And I love right. it. So anyways. Um, so yeah. So key motivations would be, they want to be loved to express their feelings for others, to be needed and appreciated and to get others to respond to them and vindicate their claims about themselves. So let's talk about that a little bit. What we do when we're unhealthy, we can be extremely manipulative we want people to feel for us or like understand us and we feel ignored frequently. And I can definitely see that in my life. I think I know myself well enough now that I don't revert to manipulation. Correct. But like there are times where I'm like, "Mm, this is really bothering me. And I really want to say something that I know is going to get me what I want, but that's not fair to the people around me. So I cannot do that. Correct. And that's a great point. Like being aware of your strengths and weaknesses, especially with these tests and quiz questionnaires that we just did, it brings a light to what you can work on as a person. Like if this is a flaw, like you just said, you know, you're becoming more self-aware of what your trait is in sort of say, um, I think that's awesome. And I think that's where these are such useful tools when it comes to work environments. Or in mm-hmm. friendships and in life yeah. in general. So um says the average unhealthy two believe they must always put others first and be loving and unselfish if they want to get love. The problem is that putting others first makes twos secretly angry and resentful, feelings they work hard to repress or deny. So I think it's good to just I mean, us mean twos is being aware of when Hello. we um when we are starting to feel angry or resentful and to step back and be like, okay, what's within my power to control and why am I angry or resentful at this situation? 
because usually it's because like, oh, I didn't speak up for myself enough in this situation. Correct. And now I'm angry about it because I was expecting people to read my mind and that is not fair. <laughs> so you call flashback. it flashbacks. Flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, oh, and so yeah, that's how you can kind of, I don't know. That's why I like the Enneagram kind of talks yes. about that. So like all these different, it's really cool because there are some people in my life that I've been close to, but then there are like areas where I just would get so frustrated with them. And I'd be like, why are you not understanding what I'm saying? And, and then you look at their Enneagram and you understand like their motivation is this. And you're like, oh, correct. So, like you don't even hate me. And you're just like, we're not thinking, we're like literally not even thinking on the same wavelength. Correct. And I think that's the moral of the story after talking about all these questionnaires or, you know, these, the disc personality and all this stuff. After doing all this and discussing this, I think the cool thing about it is to learn why it's so, I shouldn't even say cool, why it's so important to know the way people tick because then you as a person can be more self-aware of like that's not how I think but now I understand why you think that way or why you work this way and I don't work that way like you can learn a lot and as someone who's you know a boss or a you know uh a supervisor anything like that where you're trying to take care of other people while doing your job and trying to help run a ship basically to know how everyone ticks makes a better work environment yeah because it creates an, a place for you to call yourself out and make sure that you're taking ownership because like i think i'm a big believer that a lot of problems are with miscommunication. And even though the majority of fault might lie on one person, it's both people's fault. And you have to take ownership over the part you play in it, Correct. whether or not it was the majority role or not. The point is like, there's always something you could have done. To be better. And, yeah. And disclaimer, I'm not talking about like abusive relationships. I'm just talking about like most interactions you have with people in your life correct there's a there's a whole other area of that that we don't have to talk about but I just don't want anyone to feel like I'm talking about relationships your abuse like that means it's partially your fault you should say something like no no victim blaming here we don't do that we're talking about like work environment like there's a boss but if he doesn't communicate well it's not going to be the rest of the staff's fault it he also has to take some ownership into that is what we're trying to get at and i think with that being said you know the crunchy bit of this whole moment and this whole podcast episode is to learn what makes people soft and gooey and what makes people crunchy and knowing their personality traits and their disc types or you know even their signs like as a leo it's what makes them tick and what makes the world a very unique place to live. Yeah. And if you feel like you want to understand more of that, I would encourage you to like talk to the people around you. Like I know all my closest friends Enneagrams and my siblings and my family. And it's just kind of nice to like have that in the back of your mind. It's not, it doesn't define them. It's not who they are but it gives another layer of like empathy and looking into who they are as a person. 
and how they function. And I just think it kind of takes the edge off of like frustration or miscommunication, just knowing what people are like around you, because you can't just be like, oh, I know this about myself, but it's really good to know those things about the people around you and take the time to invest in knowing what the people around you are like, because you can't just expect everyone to adjust their life to you. You have to make the adjustment to be accommodating with them as well. So I would encourage you, do you know, has Ryan taken it? Um, I think he has a few times, but yeah. The Enneagram? I think he has. I would be curious what he is. Let me see. But yeah. Did you ever take an Enneagram test? Do you know what you were? ETJ, whatever that test. No, that's the Myers-Briggs. That's Myers-Briggs. Enneagram is like a number. So it'd be like, are you a type two, type four, type six, et cetera? I've never taken that one. He hasn't taken that one. Okay. I'll, I'll text it to him later because I'd be really curious. And I think it'd be really good for you guys to know what each other's Enneagram are. And oh, definitely. you guys are very different, Oof. but like, I don't know. It could help with some like, I don't know. Understanding. Understanding, communication, motivation. Like there's just, there's so much to it. So anyways, that's my favorite personality test. Oh, but the, to wrap it all up, I will say it's really fun to see like, so the helpers are caring, generous people pleasing. And at the flip side, like me being a Libra Gemini, I've been like, Oh, like, that's why, like, it also kind of, a lot of those qualities show through in like the Libra sign. And I just, it's been fun to like, see how all of these things are interconnected and paint this like whole picture of like who I am on all these different levels for all these different reasons, because humans are complicated as fuck. Correct. And I think the world is also very, it's a very interesting world right now. And to learn more personalities and traits and everything, what's going on makes you understand why they're reacting to what's going on outside, you know? Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you guys. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you guys for listening along. Um, We will post some links on our Instagram where you can take these tests and where you can find information. Because I we highly encourage this. Yes, we encourage to know each other, and maybe I'll throw out like a poll or something at the end of the week. Be like, what number are you? Like, what part of this podcast did you relate to? And just be curious, like, how people are kind of different. And what they hear or pick up. Correct. I'm excited to hear back from other. And you know what? You don't even have to do it by yourself. You know what? You and your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your dog and you like <laughs> just do it together and kind of learn about each other. Cause that's the fun part about this. It's not just for you. It's also for others to get to know you a little bit more deeply. Yeah. So, all right, kids. Well, thank well, you so much. That's you, a wrap. Yeah, that's a wrap on our new episode. You guys have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you at the next Crunchy Bits. Bye. Bye.